Well, amen. Great is the Lord. You know, we're blessed here. Uh, we're blessed of all kinds of talent. The church I grew up in, we had one bell that rang at the end of the Sunday school. That's the only bell we had. And uh, we're blessed with such talent here in different choirs. It's always a blessing. A little boy was riding his tricycle furiously around the block over and over again. He'd ride it around, ride it around again, ride it around again. And finally, a policeman uh, stopped him and asked him why he was going around and around the block. And the boy said he was running away from home. And then the policeman said, well, if you're running away from home, then why do you keep going around the block? And the boy said, because my mom said I'm not allowed to cross the street. <laughs> Somebody said there are three reasons. There are three reasons why we may obey someone, including God. Three reasons why we may obey someone. First of all, because of fear. Uh, we obey because we have to. Uh, we fear the consequences of not obeying. The second reason is because of reward. Uh, we believe that uh, if we obey, we'll get something out of it. And then the third reason we might obey someone is because of love. We obey because we love Christ and we love our fellow man. And I think when it comes to a child obeying uh, his or her parents, an element of all three should be present. There's an element of fear and reward and love. And I think we'll see that from our passage today here in Ephesians chapter 6. As you look at it together today, Ephesians chapter 6, we're continuing our series we're calling Help for the Home. So far in this series, we preach these messages, the gift of marriage. What's a husband supposed to do? What's a wife supposed to do? And today, as we come to chapter six, we're going to have to ask this question and answer it. What's a child supposed to do? What's a child supposed to do? That's right. Boys and girls, teenagers, young people. I'm preaching to you specifically today. God's word specifically addresses you. It calls you out. It gives you direction. And so as you find your place in Ephesians chapter six, I want you to look at God's word with me today and listen very carefully. Ephesians chapter six will begin reading at verse number one. The word of God says, children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment of the promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Now, as we've been studying the different members of the family in Ephesians five and six, we found out that there's a key word for each member of the family. For the husband, the key word is love. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. The key word for the wife is the word submit. And then we come to the child. And the key word for the child, as you notice here in God's word, is the second word in verse number one of chapter six. That word obey. Children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Now, listen, boys and girls, teenagers, young people. Don't tune me out right now. I know there's an inclination to do that when you start hearing about a preacher talking about obey your parents. 
God has a reason for giving you this command. And I want to explore it with you today. And I want you to go in God's word with me and find out just why is it that God gives you this instruction? Why is it that God wants you to obey your parents? We're going to ask several questions to try to answer them here from God's word. Okay. Number one is this question. Who is God speaking to in these verses? Who is God speaking to in these verses? Well, the answer is very clear there. Verse number one of Ephesians six, it says children. And some, well, I'm a teenager. Well, I'm not a little boy or girl anymore. It doesn't count for me. No. You see, the New Testament from Matthew to Revelation was written in a language called Greek. It wasn't written in English. This is a translation. They took the Greek and put it in a language we could understand. And the word there where it says children, it doesn't just mean young children. It doesn't just mean babies and infants and little boys and girls. It means all offspring. It means sons and daughters. It means all those that are still under the authority of mom and dad. So we could say children, obey your parents. We could say teenager, obey your parents. Young person, obey your parents in the Lord. If you're still under mom and dad's authority, this is for you. Who is it speaking to? Children, young people, all offspring, boys and girls, daughters and sons. Now, secondly... What are you supposed to do? Well, that's very plain, isn't it? Ephesians 6, 1, children, obey your parents and the Lord. And then it says in the next verse, honor your father and mother. So it says, obey mom and dad and honor mom and dad. Now, what does that mean, preacher? Well, it means this. Obey has to do with action, doing what mom and dad says. Honor has to do with attitude. Okay, you say, what does that mean? Well, you can obey, but do it with a rotten attitude. Attitude's important. Maybe mom and dad would say to you, I want you to clean up your room. Say, I'll go clean up my room. You go clean up your room, but you've got a rotten attitude about it. That's not the way God wants you to obey. God wants you to obey your parents by your actions. And he wants you to honor your parents by your attitude. Having a right attitude. Having a good attitude. Doing it sweetly and submissively. So we understand here. What are you supposed to do, young people? You're to obey and honor your parents. Now, here's the interesting thing. One of these has an expiration date. You say, what's an expiration date? Well, when you go to school or you get a carton of milk out of the house, you look on it, there's a date stamped on there somewhere. That's the expiration date. And that simply means that that milk is good through that point. And what that expiration date means is it comes a day you probably shouldn't drink that milk. In fact, if you drink that milk, you could get sick. It has an expiration date on it. And did you know one of these commands, obey and honor, one of them has an expiration date on it? You see, you will not obey your parents forever. There will come a day, believe it or not, and it's coming soon, when you grow up and you become an adult You'll no longer be under the authority of mom and dad. In fact, Ephesians 5.31 says, talks about this. Look at Ephesians 5.31, that, that the chapter right before this one. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. There will come a day when you're an adult where you'll no longer obey your parents. But listen, there should never come a day... When you stop honoring your parents, that's for all of us. You should always honor your parents. 
You should always have respect for your parents. You should always honor them. Honoring them may mean in the years to come, you might have to help take care of them like they're helping to take care of you right now. Right? You got an amen right there. My wife has been doing some of this lately. Her dad has been very sick and had surgery and she flew up to Pennsylvania and is helping her father and her mother. Why? Because she loves them, because she's honoring them. Others in our congregation have moms and dads that are older and they honor them and they honor them in practical ways. How do they do that? Well, they respect them, they love them, and they help to take care of them. You see, your relationship, young people, is going to change with your parent through the years. Bob Hostetler says there are basically four phases of parenting, four ways that parenting kind of changes. It's interesting for all parents. The first phase, phase one, is this. Parents are commanders. They're commanders. In the first years of a child's life, that child comes into the world, and the parent acts as a benevolent dictator, he says, uh, to tell the child uh, who to listen to, what to eat, when to go to bed, everything. They're the commander. The child needs that. And in this phase, the task of a loving parent is to move and encourage the child's growth from discipline to self-discipline. And so some of us in parenting, we're in the commander phase and we're commanders. And then as a child ages, you move into phase two where the parent becomes a coach. He talks about how he did it with his own children, Aubrey and Aaron's. They used their summer break to teach them about working and wages. And he would interview them and hire and fire them about jobs around the house. And what he's trying to do is teach them self-direction, teach them responsibility, coaching them, helping them, clarifying, helping them to make wise choices. And then as a child grows, the phase three is parents become counselors, counselors. He says the day dawns for every parent. When he or she is no longer the driving influence in a child's life. At this point, the child's growth is going from dependence to independence. And it's usually the teenage years. And the child is beginning to understand things a little better. And he says the operative phrase, parents, during this this phase is this. That's a decision you can make. In other words, helping them, counsel them to make wise choices and giving them more freedom and encourage them taking responsibility. So you go from the commander to the coach to the counselor, and then you become phase four, the consultant. He said, no words can adequately describe the jumble of emotions of parent experiences driving away from a child's freshman college dorm. Some of you have gone through that in years past and have gone through it just in the last couple of months. And he says the task of parenting isn't done at this stage. It is no longer one of proactive involvement, but of patient availability. Like Solomon, who told his son, be wise, my son, and bring joy to my heart. The parent in this phase must hope, pray and wait. So we understand, boys and girls, young people, that as we grow older, the relationship that we have with our parents, it changes. It starts out. They're commanders and they begin to teach us and help us to grow. And we go through the phases and then one day we're adults. We're no longer obeying our parents, but we always honor our parents, obey and honor them. So we know what we're supposed to do. But here's the 
the big question probably for many today. And that's this. You ready, boys and girls, teenagers, you ready? Why? Why should you obey and honor your parents? Why did God tell you to do that? Why should you do that? That's a choice you make, right? You can listen to mom and dad. You're making a choice right now. Am I going to listen to that preacher or not? You're making a choice. Why should you obey? Well, I think several reasons. Are you ready for these? Number one, because it's commanded. Because it's commanded. Now, that answer alone is enough. Listen, boys and girls, teenagers, young people, listen to this. Never put a question mark where God has put a period. Never put a question mark where God has put a period. God says it, that settles it. God says for you, children, obey your parents of the Lord, for this is right, period. You say, well, what about other verses? Well, listen to Colossians 3.20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Notice Colossians there says, obey them in all things. And Ephesians says, obey them in the Lord. And you say, well, how far does this go, preacher? Do I have to obey them in all things, in everything? Yes, everything that does not violate the word of God. Now, listen, I, this is not the case of anyone listening to me. But, you know, we live in a wicked, sinful world. And sad to say there are parents, if we could even call them that, who seek to get their children to do things that are wicked, immoral, illegal, unethical, wrong. And in that case, in those circumstances, a child does not have to obey their parents. Acts 5.29 is the case there. But Peter and the other apostles said we ought to obey God rather than men. Now, that's not the case of anybody listening to my voice. Whether listening to it here in this sanctuary now or later on somewhere down the road. But if a boy or girl, is their parent is seeking to get them to do things that are wrong and wicked and sinful and immoral, they do not have to obey in that. There is a limit. A child cannot do such things in the Lord. But in everything else, in the big things, the small things, in everything else, in all the normal ways, a child is to obey their parents in all things. Why? It's commanded. God said it. Secondly, boys and girls, teenagers, young person, listen. You do it because it's right. Look at what the Bible says. Children, obey your parents of the Lord, for this is right. It's right. The Bible says it's right. Well, why is this right, preacher? Because God says it's right. Listen, if God says it's right, it's right. You see, here's the great thing. As you obey mom and dad, you're ultimately obeying God. Let me say that again. As you obey mom and dad, you're ultimately obeying God. Why? Because it says you're to obey your parents in the Lord. In the Lord. Now, by the way, young person. Do you know the Lord? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? The Bible says that all have sinned, all have done wrong. All have fallen short of God's glory. This preacher has sinned. Your mom, your dad, grandma, grandpa, everybody around you. You can look around this whole church. Everybody here has sinned. There's not one among us who has not. If they tell you they haven't, they just sinned. They just lied to you. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's why we have sickness. That's why we have a long prayer list. 
That's why we have the cemetery across the street. That's why there's sickness and heartache and pain. Because of sin. The Bible says that we're all going to spend eternity in one of two places. A place called heaven or a place called hell. And the Bible says if you want to go to heaven and be with Jesus, you have to turn from your sin to Jesus. You have to repent of your sin. That is, you have to say, you know what? I'm not going to live in this sin. I don't want this sin anymore. I don't want my sin, my wrong deeds. I want the Lord Jesus. And you take him by faith. You trust him. Just like when you sat down in that pew today, you exercise faith and trust. So what do you mean, preacher? Well, you had faith. You had belief. You trusted that when you set your bottom down, that pew was going to hold you. It didn't come crashing down, did it? That's what faith and belief is. When you come to the Lord Jesus, you place your life, your everything in Jesus. You trust in him and him alone. Listen, all boys and girls, everybody here, everybody in the world, they're going to go to heaven. They've got to trust Jesus for themselves. God doesn't have grandchildren. He has children. Every one of us has to come and meet Jesus. Say, listen, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Would you please forgive me of my sin and save me and make me a child of God? If you've never done that, I want you to talk to dad or mom about that. I want you to come down to the end of the service today and talk to the preacher about that. Talk to your Sunday school teacher about that. We'd love to show you how you can know that your sin is forgiven. You're born again. We obey because it's right. Say that with you. Obedience is right. Say that, boys and girls. Obedience is right. Say it again. Obedience is right. Why is it right? Because God says it's right. But there's a third reason. You're going to like this one. Because it's rewarded. You say, what do you mean it's rewarded? Well, look at the verse again. It says in verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Wait a minute. There's a promise here. Now, you say, where does that verse come from? That's a verse from the Old Testament. You've heard of the Ten Commandments, right? That's one of them. Exodus 20, 12 says, honor your father and mother that your days will be long upon the earth at which the Lord your God is giving you. Then look at these verses. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment of the promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. This affects the quality of your life, how good your life is, and the quantity of your life, how long you live. And that does not mean, listen, that does not mean that young people who die, it does not mean they dishonor their parents. That's not what it means. It's stating a principle. It holds true most of the time. There's no guarantee that if you obey mom and dad, you're going to live to be 185. But here's what it's teaching you, beloved. If you'll obey and honor your parents, your life will be better. It will be. We could go and visit some people today. We'd go down to the prison or jailhouse and talk with some people. And they could tell you they're in there. And they're in there because they disobeyed mom and dad. Mom and dad tried to teach them right, tried to tell them what to do that's right. There are people who are young who die because they disobey, they dishonor, they disobey what they're learning. It, the quicker you learn to obey, the better. I told Gideon before, I hope he remembers, he won't testify hopefully, but I hope he remembers, I've told him before, if he obeys, his life and our life will be much better. Right? 
Okay, praise the Lord. Why, why is that so? Because if he obeys, his life is better. Why? He's not being disciplined. He's not going through all that. Our life is better. Why? Because we're not going to do all that. We can rejoice and be rejoicing together. If you obey mom and dad, your life will be better. It will be. You must learn to obey authority. That's one of the reasons God wants you to learn this at home. If you can't obey mom and dad at home, how are you ever going to obey authority in your life? You say, what do you mean authority? Well, everywhere you go, all throughout your life, somebody's going to be over you. Mark it down. Big and tall. Somebody's going to be over you. You go to school, you have what's called a what? A teacher. And then above the teacher's called what? The principal. And then you go out in the public and there will be a policeman there. And then one day you're going to go and you're going to get a job and you're going to have what's called a what? A boss. All of those are authority. And God wants you to learn to obey authority at home. And it starts with mom and dad. Learn to obey. See, all of God's commands, listen, all of God's commands are for our good. God's not trying to rob us of fun. God's not trying to take away our fun. God loves us and God protects us and God wants us to be protected. Listen, you're loving mom and dad. What they tell you to do, they're not telling you that because they want to rob all your fun. They tell you that because they love you and they want to protect you. Right? When they tell you don't play with a gun or don't play with matches, do they do that to rob you of your fun? No, why? What happens if you play with a gun or play with matches? You can get hurt, can't you? You can burn the whole place down. You can burn yourself. You can hurt yourself or hurt someone else. God's commands for all of us, no matter what our age, is because of his love for us and for our protection. Now, listen, we're almost done, boys and girls, young people. All this doesn't make a whole lot of sense sometimes to you right now. But mark this down and come back and tell me in a few years. It will make sense to you later on. Mom and dad, depending on where you are in those phases, they may be the most wise people you ever met in your life. Or they may be, in your book, dumb as a brick. But you just hang on a little while and you come back around, you come tell me about it, okay? And you say this to me, preacher, you are right. They were a lot wiser than I ever imagined. They knew a lot more than I thought they knew. You just hang on, you'll find it's the truth. Now, maybe a little story will help we're through. A kindergarten in one town sat right on a corner of a busy highway. You ever been by a busy highway? You know, cars zooming back and forth as fast as they can go? Well, there was a kindergarten that sat on the corner of this little uh, busy highway. And the school had a nice yard for all the boys and girls, all the kindergartners to go out and play. And so when recess came, you know what happened? Instead of going out and enjoying that yard, all the kindergartners huddled up against the building. They all stayed real close to the building. You know why? They were scared. Why were they scared? Because of that big old highway. And all those cars zooming back and forth, back and forth. And they were scared of that highway and scared of those cars and those big trucks and everything. So they stayed right up close to that schoolhouse. But one day something exciting happened at that school. 
Some workmen came and they began to dig holes and they put up a big old steel fence around that playground. And you know what happened after they put the big fence up? The boys and girls went out and they used the entire playground. I mean, they enjoyed every square inch of it. You see, the fence did not limit their freedom. It didn't take away their freedom. It expanded their freedom. That fence, that boundary, that rule, that made it where they could enjoy life more. That's what obedience to your parents does. There's security, there's safety, there's freedom in those boundaries set by your parents. Just like there was security and safety set in that schoolyard because of that fence. You understand? You understand? Children, what are you supposed to do? Obey and honor your parents. Why? Because God said so. It's commanded. It's right. And it's rewarded. And I guarantee you, young person, if you'll obey your loving mom or dad, you won't regret it. You won't regret it now. And you won't regret it later. And all the adults said, Amen. Amen. And a lot of us look back and say, Man, I wish I'd obeyed that long ago. And then for those of us who are older, God says to us, what? Honor your father and your mother, that it may be well with you and your days may be long upon the earth. Let's pray. Before I pray, every head bowed, every eye closed. I wonder, is there a boy or a girl or a young person or an older person or anybody here today? To say, preacher, you know what? I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I don't know Him as my Lord. I've never asked Him to save me and forgive me my sin, but I'd like to. And here's what I want you to do. No matter what your age is today, if you want to have Jesus come into your heart and save you, I want you to just lift your hand right now. I want to pray for you. And in a moment, when we sing our closing song, I want to invite you down. If you're a young person here today, you want to bring mom and dad with you, that's fine. If you're an older person, you want to come in your own, Whatever. But here's the question. Do you want to receive Jesus as your Savior? Have your sin forgiven? If you do, would you just lift your hand and hold it real high and let me see it where you are? I want to know Jesus. I want to receive him as my Savior. Anybody like that today? Father, it is with grateful heart that we bow in your presence. Lord, we've talked to young people today. Lord, as I think about this message, I think about my Heavenly Father. And I think about the obedience we should be showing as Christians to you. Help us to obey you. Help our young people, no matter what their age may be, to honor you by honoring and obeying your parents. Bless their lives. I pray that out of this congregation become men and women who are mighty for the Lord. And whatever sphere they serve in, whether it be in the government, whether it be in a private sector, whether it be in the ministry, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that you would use the men and women raised up in this church and these families to impact this world for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless the moms and dads. Bless the children. 
Help us, Lord, in all things to honor you. I pray, Lord, if anybody here today does not know Jesus as Savior, I pray they'll come to know him today and come to know him in these next few minutes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is different than the one printed in your bulletin. 504, God Give Us Christian Homes. And the altar is open today if you want to come and pray and be saved today. You come. You've got the lesson, young people. Children, obey and honor your parents. Believers, let us obey and honor our Lord. Let's stand and sing 504, God Give Us Christian Homes.